Well, I don't know if you've ever been to a reunion, but I went to one this weekend with friends that are friends forever. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. You all may remember me sharing uh, not terribly long ago at the beginning of the year that I lost a friend, Pam Lundberg, to a long, uh, tough, courageous fight that she had with uh, what originally was thyroid cancer. And um, I don't know how they detailed it in its progression, but it just took a, a nasty turn. And in over, I believe it was 12 or 13 years, I'm, I'm not exactly sure she battled and fought that. And, um, but I knew Pam from a choir called First in Line that I was privileged to work with, uh, starting out in my late 20s. And, um, and then worked with them for a number of years. And many of my dear friends, and connections came from that group. I probably was at any given time, 10 years older than them, maybe 12, 13, something like that, depending on what part of the season in their school year, they schooling that they fell in, but it was a high school choir and uh, prompted by Pam's death and the loss that we were experiencing. One of her good, if not best friends um, or best friend uh, Kamala came up with an idea that could we possibly have a reunion of first in line with that season in mind, those years that Pam would have been in high school and folks that would have known her in honor of her. All of us had not been together for at least 25, probably 28 years, somewhere in that bracket of time. But um, we uh, jumped on that opportunity a couple months ago and picked a date, and it transpired this past weekend. And one of the uh, critical components to First in Line um, was its leader, Bev Alltop. And she uh, headed them up bravely. And we will learn and hear more about her and the choir, but it was just a time like no other. And I wanted to take this opportunity to just sort of uh, process and download for herself and, and me as well. You don't really get this chance, you know, a week from now, there's something about just the freshness of it. So I wanted to take this opportunity to do that and how it might interest you. I'm not totally sure. I hope it, it does, but I think there's just life in the middle of this podcast, uh, today. So, um, just, uh, sit back and listen and open your heart and I will share Bev Altup with you. Well, we both are looking at each other right now, just a little bit uh, she, she seems to be in much better shape than I am. Um, she meaning Bev Alltop. We just got finished with a, a, a very beautiful, interesting three-day weekend. Right, my friend? Absolutely. It was amazing. I, um, I want to just wind, uh, rewind a little bit to give everyone kind of an idea of uh, this group called first in line. Um, they, I came into the picture. I just wanted to double check and make sure that my math was right, but 
it's kind of chill bumpy, sort of weird that it was actually, this is an anniversary year. It was in 92 that I came into the group. I'm almost positive. I think I met you in 91, but I mean, that I really started doing anything late 91, but in nine, early 92, like spring of like right now, like spring of 92. Not weird. That's a long ago. I know. Um, but as I was mentioning before greeting you that, uh, we did lose, um, this, this year, a, uh, a member first in line that sort of prompted this gathering that we had this weekend, but let's back up a little bit. Do you want to tell what first in line is and was and all of that for us? Yeah. First in line was a high school youth group choir. So what that means is at, it came out of community church of joy Mm -hmm. And it was a combination of high school students from all different high schools around mm -hmm. the, the Northwest Valley. That's what's that, so <laughs> Yeah, that were attending Joy Youth Group at that time. And all were invited to be part of this musical group that uh, was um, not only just throughout the year, but then it would tour during the summer. So it was just uh, open arms to all kids who wanted to be a part of it. And it was a, a combination of just all kinds of kids made it. And, and part of the, the cool thing, one, it was a large church. So we had, we had, you had, obviously you were there before me, but uh, uh, good numbers of kids that were participating in it. But so, and it drew from the fact that I think that the church was large, but it also was a church that had a, um, a real uh, appreciation for the arts. Walt Callistad, the senior pastor, uh, personally, just a connection with music himself. Um, and then um, Tim Wright, uh, well, pretty much the whole climate, I think, of Community Church of Joy understood the power of um, the performing arts. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were almost, it felt like, pioneers in that area in the church. And that's what was so exciting to be a part of at that time, as we both were so involved in the arts ourselves to allow, to be allowed to do this in, you know, in our church, the church that we were part of. And it was right. just amazing. And to be able to financially uh, prioritize funds that you staffed people like yourself uh, and me indirectly it wasn't the only thing that I did, but underneath an umbrella um, to uh, to make that a, a priority for like a real job. You know what right. I mean? Like it was, right. yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, you said throughout the year, it was a year round group, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We had. We always took a tour in the summer. So we had like maybe a little break to recuperate from that. But right. once school started back, we were back to it because we would we would regularly sing in the church services and other special events throughout the year, like the Christmas programs. Usually they were utilized in one way or another into the larger programs. Right. And, you know, Easter time. Um, so, yeah, but we would basically our 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 um, 
time was spent in getting ready for this large show that we would not only um, present to our own congregation, but to wherever it was we were going to go on tour that year. Right. That yeah. And it was a show that had um, uh, drama, music, dance, yes. sometimes sign language. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, and I know that it evolved over the years, but but essentially there were, back in the day, I think there were some packaged kind of musicals, oh, but yes. we kind of scratched that brand new sort of surface, I think, and writing our own stuff yeah. and, well, and contemporary music to use and then write around it. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of exciting to, to go back and think about the, um, how it evolved from this canned, and I would call it maybe a little bit kind of very predictable, kind of cornier, you know, and that was what was so beautiful about you coming on with the group really quickly after I had had uh, just one tour. I was, I kind of stumbled into being uh, the director of this group because they didn't have anybody else. The person had uh, left and I was asked to take them on tour. And so all of the creative decisions, all of the tour planning had already been set. I took over and then when we came back, they said, how about you want to come on full time and do this all the time? And I said, well, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was really my first introduction to working with a large group of teenagers. And I, I just fell in love with them. But what I found when I came back and started looking for material to use in planning ahead, I was I was pretty disappointed. And then talking to you about said, what can we do? And then it was just awesome. It just changed everything. You know, it changed when you would come in and you would get to know the kids and you would say, tell me about yourselves. And that's the kind of the, the jumping uh, board, so to speak, for how you would design a show. And then we would work together to figure out, you know, what songs would support. And yeah, it, it was and we met weekly on Sunday afternoons. Mm -hmm. So like Sunday afternoons never still feel the same. They're not my own even after all these years. Cause in my mind, I feel like I've got to be somewhere, but yeah. um, anyway, we toured to a lot of places. You want to rattle off uh, uh, sort of some of the. Yeah. Um, well, the first one has been to Minnesota and then we mm -hmm. did Colorado, uh, so there were tours that were like either group, like either we flew on the plane or we took a bus and of course, Minnesota, we flew to two weeks there, never been to Minnesota and boy, the weather in Minnesota in the summer was not pleasant. And none of the churches were air conditioned that we went to. And that was crazy. I remember kids kind of like fainting on the risers. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't in that one. Yeah. But also San Francisco. Yes. Yeah, Seattle. Uh, yes. Seattle. Texas. Um, and then the favorite Texas. one for kids, which was a really kind of a pulling thing, even if kids didn't want to, maybe they weren't so keen on being in a show, but they wanted to go to Hawaii. So we went to Hawaii twice because we wanted to make sure, you you know, they were only in first in line, most of them at from a certain point for four years. Right. And so we wanted to make sure that every high school student had the opportunity to go on that trip. So we, right. we went on there on that tour twice. And super fun. And I got uh, proposed to 
Yeah. Yeah, on a Texas tour from my first husband, um, Jim. And uh, that was a hoot. That's how important they were to us and, yeah. and the, um, the place that they had in our lives. All of that to say, we're coming off of an experience. And I, I want to make sure that I honor your time because I know, you know, uh, you have a lot of things that are going on in the in the shadows of what happened this weekend. But we had, um, as I mentioned, uh, Pam Lundberg. We also lost a young gal uh, suddenly. Uh, I want to say it was, it's been about five years ago now, I think, Melissa Myers, and then a good friend, a, a parent. Parents were a big deal because they were kind of like, they had your back and were sort of a backbone and did a lot of things um, and went on tour with us. But there were a couple pockets of parents that were regulars and Judy Myers, mm-hmm. who lost a battle with cancer just a, a, right around a year ago. She uh, was one that we honored as well. And then also Jimmy G. Um, but we gathered this past weekend in a reunion of those sort of years that were because first in line ex- went on beyond your leadership and yes. was, the baton yes. was passed uh, to Lisa Hobson. And I'm not sure if there was somebody else in between that, but um, in those years that were in and around Pam's high school years, one of her sweet friends, uh, Kamala Bond, now um, Mary, but her maiden name then, um, asked if we could maybe do something that was in honor of her, because I think when, when we lost Pam, it was such a, she battled for, gosh, that was it 12, 13 years, something like that with thyroid cancer that went, took a left turn and went really weird. Uh, and it was just a long struggle. Um, and then finally that struggle just came to an end and, and, uh, she went home, like we like to say, um, uh, where her eternal home is. And in that though, it brought up a lot of uh, exchanges with everybody. And I think that uh, Cammy, in her sensitive heart, Kamala w- wanted us just to have an opportunity. And I don't think she knew what she completely knew what she was opening us up to, but I helped organize along with her and yourself um, uh, an event this past weekend where we had old first in line students come and hang out at your house on Friday night. And we had dinner and then we gathered and did an old rehearsal and put a song together and stuff on Saturday. And we performed on Saturday night. And then we hung out at a, at a lovely home of a former member. And then we had some, a worship service on Sunday morning before everyone departed. It was really a powerful weekend and it was such a, um, Oh, you know, this word is used so much in ways that kind of makes me nauseous, but um, it was an authentic time. I, I guess like that, what is what keeps coming back to me. Um, what did, what, what were your feelings about the gathering? Cause that's, cause that's, it, it's been 25 to 28 ish years since yeah. we all were together. Yeah. I, yes, like we, I think we even, you said something yesterday during our time that it was hard to put into words. And so I was thinking about how I would describe it, you know, which it's really undescribable, but 
first of all, it was fun. It was so fun to see those kids. Some of those kids I literally have not seen since they left high school. And so it, you know, and the thing that's crazy is you look at them and I still see high school kids. <laughs> You know, it, it is just so. I'm saying the kids all weekend and they're yeah, like 42. Like, <laughs> oh, that was, you know, and it it was so sweet. It was, um, uh, and it, it was real. I guess that's another word for authentic, right? And it, it felt tender and it felt safe. It felt like a little cocoon again. And, and, it was heartwarming mm -hmm. and it was heartbreaking mm -hmm. all at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, to hear their story, you know, mm -hmm. the fun part came from the reminiscing and, right. and how one memory would lead into another and lead into another. And then there were just those moments of exchanges where, um, just so deep from their hearts telling you, you know, what's life been like from them from that point mm -hmm. of leaving till now and mm -hmm. and to hear their faith journeys. I think that was that touched my heart so much. And it just was like God just saying, you know what? All those late nights, all that energy, mm -hmm. all that stuff was so, so worth every little you know, we all know high school kids aren't always the easiest to work with. They're challenging. No. They're they're incredible amounts of fun, but but they're just you know their teenage years aren't easy. And um, it's a lot. I don't think we've said the number either. It was in upwards in and around, give or take, but hovering around a sixty mark, sixty students. Yeah. Sometimes a little less, sometimes a little bit more. But that's that's nothing to sneeze at. And you and I were just recognizing the fact that we were a good bit younger than they are now. When when you know they were, we were doing yeah. all we're doing with them yeah and what i think is interesting is so many of them to say you know what we didn't realize how much it work <laughs> it was for you guys you know it's like they're really appreciating it now looking back understanding what all went into it time wise and emotionally wise and all of this stuff you know and um that was so fun to hear them talk about it from an adult perspective true true and um, I, I think one of the, the like the like like a visual that I kept getting um, is that though so much time has passed, they were being fed still from what they were being, what they were fed with, and from all those years ago. And I saw this, this visual of the, a root system. They were rooted in whatever was going on that they were receiving. And those same things, those descriptive words that you used about uh, safe and warm and fun. And um, those things existed this weekend because they were, they were there back then. And just like the root to a plant or a tree, um, begins early in its life and again to stretch a metaphor just like the this was early in their lives um it continues to still be the source of nutrition and food and nurturing the the plant and i just felt like they were still and us too possibly being 
uh, nurtured and fed from that invested time. Mm-hmm. But the the word that you that that jumped out that I think flowed throughout the weekend um, is is this word of being safe. And um, one of the young men, you know, I was going to say kids, but I mean John Coughlin, who has a He's been on the podcast uh, for my listeners that want to go back and listen to it again. He uh, has a ministry uh, in Haiti, out of Haiti and, um, or excuse me, not Haiti, Rwanda, forgive me, John. Um, But um, he said uh, that a lot of times when people get together, I mean, this is so true. It was such an insight on his part for reunions. You want to really put your best foot forward and look where I'm at right now and um, be, be aware of presenting, you know, what everyone might hope to see of you after all of these years. And there wasn't really an, even a tad of that. And I have a feeling it's because of the safety and many people showed up and showed their battle wounds and their scars over these years and were free to tell of their successes, but also their failures and their pains and, and even their, their fears. Now we had probably, I don't really know what the total was. It was definitely 30, but there might've been a few more than that, that we pulled from that overall larger groups. So there were some that we didn't get to see, but um, that's that feeling of being safe. We all long for that, no matter our age, no matter the circumstance and that place that was provided. Do you think that you knew what you were doing then? Or do you think it comes from or and both that it comes from just your nature to nurture. I think it, it probably is a combination of both. Um, I fell in love with them so quickly and they were so accepting of who I was the first, you know, cause the first coming on with them, you know, um, was awkward for me because like I said, I didn't know them and I had to go spend two weeks with them in Minnesota doing a show that I had no idea what about. And they were very, and were they upset about their previous one, not going with them? And it's like, but they were so loving to me. So it kind of like just melted my heart Mm. and just carved that special place in there for them that just never waned no matter how maybe demanding sometimes you know i had a um a young son uh who was only three when we first and they just picked him up in their arms and loved on him and would watch him if i was busy with something else and and they my husband went with me because he did a lot of the sound stuff and it was just a a really great time. And then the next year I was like pregnant and sick all the time on the tour. And, and I, but I learned so much from them, Terry, they really, this first group, cause I, that's what I was trying to think about. This first group really stands out in, in, in my mind and my heart because they really set kind of trained me as to how is to be with teenagers, because I went on to have, even after I left doing that for the church, I went into, 
you know, the school, the, the community church of joy opened a school and I ended up working with middle school and high school and kids and taking them on tours. But I learned so much because the kids were talking about like the 10 commandments of tour and all this kind of stuff. Well, that stuff followed me the whole way. And, and, and so it's like all the other generations of kids that came so far after them really were impacted because of what these kids had taught me about what it was to really allow yourself to be endrenched in each other's lives and to be open and to be accepting and loving and and yes you know our we use the the um the arts to get this all across and yes we wanted it to be polished and as good as we could and we tried always but you know what it was never at the expense of the hearts mm -hmm. and um i just i'm so grateful for the time with those those first kids because they really they were a a, a um, fat put me on the fast track really quick mm -hmm. and i think that's uh as i looked at them this week i'm sorry my heart was so full because of being so grateful that God had put us all together for that time. Mm -hmm. You know, and thinking back about Pam and Melissa and remembering their, their beautiful smiles and faces as they yeah. were on stage. And, you know, God doesn't tell us what's coming next. Mm -hmm. We just don't know. But the sweetness that we know he's with us through everything and i think that's really what we witnessed this week is god's grace throughout all of these kids life and our lives and it was just such a reminder it sure was i another thing that struck me from it is um and i had heard john coughlin tell the story to me before i think he shared it even maybe on the podcast or prior to us doing the podcast that he uh, did not fancy himself a vocalist and he faked it. He confessed that he didn't really sing <laughs> for all those years. I think he was involved in the junior high and then high school. So that's six years, but he wasn't the only one. I know no. there were others that struggled and that that might not have been their strong suit. But so like I would, I had to ask myself, why would you go? Why would you commit when it really wasn't your thing to perform necessarily? Um, and it really wasn't maybe where you felt your giftedness was. There were many that, you know, in that string of, 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 of performance oriented and not, there were, you know, there were, it was a varying degree, but why would you be a part of that? And it just said so much about the family of it and the home there. And I was even thinking um, he didn't get to come, but my good friend and business partner um, that I have worked with for years, Brian Cole, mm -hmm. came out of that meeting. And I am 10 years older than him, but I uh, almost immediately never felt like we were separated you know, by even days, let alone years. And, and then Jason Zingsham, I have beautiful relationships, Pam, the one that we lost. Um, that is just, I have to say it's super unique. Uh, 
maybe there are other choirs out there that have experienced things like that or performance groups, but I would venture to say that there was something particularly special about um, this season. Um, and I think it was evidenced by the presence of those that, that came out and what they shared and, and how much fun we had. I know you said we had fun, but I mean, we did have fun. First of all, I've got to shout out to your, your um, brother-in-law and sister for <laughs> taking on, we were just going to do something kind of simple um, uh, for food on Friday night. And they made, literally the best, I think, I, I don't want to say it like I'm blowing smoke, but probably the best lasagna I have ever had from total <laughs> scratch. Um, from even the pasta noodles were, were fresh. Uh, bechamel, bolognese, fresh pasta. It was the bomb. A lovely salad, uh, brownies, beverages, br the garlic bread was crazy. We just had the best time on Friday night. And then you sat down at the piano there oh. in your living room and just started to play. And as if, oh, I just got chills. As if we flew back 25 years, lyrics to songs just came to the, to the mouths of folks. And, uh, and they, we were rocking out in your living room. That was so fun. So, so fun. Yeah. It was amazing. And uh, then we all gathered for breakfast. There's a handful of, of us that went um, to breakfast that morning. And then we gathered in a more intimate group and, and recreated a rehearsal process. But these days, when you try to get together, oh, well, we've always known this. On a Saturday, you have all the sports and everything. So now they're all parents running their kids around. So we didn't have quite the crowd, but in the afternoon, but it was just a beautiful time of sharing. And then that night at Christine's um, and the spread that they had, it, it was just a party. It was yeah. just. And they brought their kids that night and it was so cool. I was so glad that we snapped a picture because it was so fun to see this new generation now. And that's when you're talking about those roots, that's where I think, you know, this is really what it's all about is like, right passing this down this down and i know there were probably so many conversations with the their kids you know explaining who, who, are, who are these people and why are you you know and i think that's another thing i just not seem i don't care who came in or who was new saturday night that we had there just did not seem to be any awkwardness you know and I'm, you know how when you haven't seen people right. probably you don't it was just like boom okay we're back that's it, it literally felt that way like 25 years had not and in some cases depending on when they graduated 28 who knows but some of the uh beautiful and you also mentioned painful moments it was it's still very fresh that pam isn't here but also i think the bravery involved in for instance roger her brother and, and amy and some of the other dear ones to say, let's really just look at this loss and grief. I think that did set a tone for others to share, uh, whether it was uh, broken marriages, loss of children early on that uh, kind of went by quietly. Um, I think of Carla 
and the loss of her child and the scare that Christine had and um, others that they were able to openly say and share with one another was just a real, um, you know, there's so many people that are, that, that understand and have a, a, a faith based platform that they live life from that listen to my podcast, but I know there are many who don't. And I, I, this was never a podcast to necessarily, um, uh, head out in a uh, faith-based direction, though I anchor my life there. Mm-hmm. But it was a testimony to the faithfulness of God that he will, it does not mean that we will be spared pain and suffering. This is a world that has, that's what life is. Yeah. Life brings it all, but that God sees us through that. God is with us. And um, we're never far from him nor God from us. And I think it was a testimony to that. And then just the beautiful honoring that we were able to do of these lives. And, you know, there's something about grieving in common where we uh, might not grieve the same way because we're all individuals, but loss is loss and letting go is letting go and we might do it in different ways and but it was a common place that we came to to um to talk about this individual loss that we all shared in common of these loved ones that we had but then the loss that was just sort of present there you know that nobody spoke of the things that maybe didn't have to be said at every table but that we knew and it was a powerful time I, um, and I didn't take it lightly. And I wonder for those that are listening that, you know, might even, you know, roll, roll their eyes at, at Christianity. And I, and in many ways I understand because it can be, uh, um, misrepresented so much in, in our world, but for the, for for what we know uh, is true in our hearts. It is, I don't know that I would want to do life without, I don't know that I, I don't know it, first of all, so I can't speak, but I don't, I cannot imagine doing life. If we were to pull that component from the gathering, I am sure there would be a lot of love shared. I'm sure there'd be a lot of camaraderie, but it would have been a very different gathering. Um, without that common bond of the love that we have for one another and that we share that God has for us. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I don't think it would have gone to the depth. You know, that's what I feel like that the depth or the, the uh, realness of it, the acknowledgement of each of us to one another, knowing that, you know what, our lives are broken. Mm -hmm. We've gone through a lot Mm -hmm. and you know what, we're probably got more coming. Right. But the depth of God's love that surrounds us and gives us the courage and the peace to continue on, Mm -hmm. I think, 
is what you feel when you're yeah. all together and you're bound, you're bound mm -hmm. in faith, in right. like-minded, like like-hearted faith. It runs deep. Yes. And that's what feels different because you're allowing, because of the depth, you really do allow yourself to be vulnerable to one another. Mm -hmm. So it does come back to what you were pointing out, the safe haven that mm -hmm. God's love provides for each mm -hmm. of us, which actually this safe haven is what allows us to live into each day yeah. with no guarantees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the peace that is provided that, um, there's a, a verse that says passes all understanding, but I mean, really just to get around the wordiness of it, but it does go beyond what we can even understand because it's not a piece that we can cultivate. It's just a piece of, that God gives. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that there's a, a, a lot of mourning still to do and and grieving still to do and there always will be that place as you know that you've lost loved ones and I have too and and uh, friends and family that that uh all these years later I lost my dad 30 35 years ago and this past Christmas I just was agitated that he wasn't here and there wasn't anything I could do about that and that's like why is this still happening to me 35 years later but that uh, that loss is just something that um, we can't really take care of, you know, and there's so many versions of that from financial loss to loss in uh, broken relationships, but the peace that passes all understanding that we could come up with to help fix ourselves is the thing that really sustains us and buoys us that God and God and, and only God can provide in how it is that I know and understand God's love. But I didn't want to pass up this opportunity. I know that sometimes when we reminisce and people don't know that they, they weren't, it's like, you can't really reminisce with people you've never known before, but I know that we all know what reminiscing is like. And I think that living in the real of the now of our relationships is a beautiful thing and then add faith to it is uh, something you can't match anywhere. And we just came off of a weekend like that. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty fast and furious. I mean, we were, we were tight and with each other. <laughs> it felt we like sleeping almost the whole time. It felt like tour kind of all over again. It's <laughs> true. I didn't think about that. I, and you know, those were some of the best times ever yeah. um, <laughs> traveling with those guys uh, and just, just travel. I just love travel, but having them along with, but yeah. That can be a, an episode for another time. Well, Bev, I'm going to let you go here because I know that you have some commitments that you need to get to, but I just wanted to say thank you for stepping in and, and opening up being, well, I, I couldn't have, we couldn't have done this weekend without you, you being kind of the leader of the pack. So when Cammie's made that suggestion, um, we knew there was a lot that needed to go into the weekend that wouldn't necessarily have to be on your shoulders, but would you be willing to be in the mix to the way that you were? And then you went really above and beyond and opened up your home. And then your family came in behind you in a supportive way. So 
I just want to thank you for doing that because I think it's it, it will be the start of of revisiting with these folks more frequently. I'm pretty sure because of the experience that we had. So I thank you for doing that because it's yeah. it, it is a tiring time. I know Cammy uh, left last night because I am so tired, and I was like, I'm glad you're saying that because you're younger than me. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? I was tired too, but yeah. it was you know, it, tired. Just, you want to have. Yeah, but it's that it's that tired sort of yet invigorated because you felt so blessed. Yeah. You know, and my heart is so full. And so, you know, it it almost creates this energy um mm -hmm. in you that mm -hmm. you think, you know what, it was a long weekend, but it mm -hmm. was so, so worth every moment. So thank you know. Thanks again to Camel and you for seeing through that vision and giving us all the opportunity to to do this. I think it's just been such a such a special and 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 God ordained time. And um, I'm sure that everyone that was able to participate um, had some good feels from it and some and i had a handful of messages that said just exactly the very same thing you said my heart is so full uh following yesterday you mm -hmm. know so i uh, text messages and messages that came through the very same thing so i think i think that's how we left was full and uh in our hearts but i am going to say bye-bye don't go anywhere just yet so i'll say bye-bye uh, to you after i stop recording but it was a wonderful weekend and I just wanted to have it take a time. We don't get this day after ever again. So yeah. I wanted to take this time so that we could, I could air this in, uh, in Tuesday's podcast, but I love you, Bev. Hang on with me. Thank you. Bye. I wanted to make sure that I, I said all names of everyone Sunday morning. Uh, I think I noted every place that we gathered, but I wanted to thank Amy and Roger Lundberg. When I step back and I think about how they opened their home Sunday morning, it was the culmination of our time together. Likely you would anticipate that it would have heightened emotion and um, and a lot of reminiscing and, and, and grieving maybe together. Um, that could have been done in other locations and we had looked at other locations and uh, I was prompted... Um, from a recent uh, opportunity to spend some time with them after many, 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 many years. Um, I uh, shared a meal with them not long ago, but I was prompted from just that connection to ask them, and I don't think, even think I was thinking <laughs> of, the, of the reasons why I might not have wanted to do that, but I just asked them, would you guys be cool with us gathering at your home um, before everyone heads out at the end of this weekend. And they were so gracious, but it was so poignant to be there with them at the end of this weekend. This was blood family, the loss of Pam. And we honored other folks that have gone on ahead of us and, um, and lived shorter lives and, um, that, that we are missing out on. Uh, this was prompted, though, by the loss, uh, in particular, of Pam and the powerful, beautiful person that she was and is to us still. So I just want to thank Roger and Amy for bringing the weekend together 
um, in a way that I think was um, second to none. And I recognize the vulnerability that you stepped into by inviting us in your home for all of us to sort of celebrate and grieve collectively together in the presence of the beloved and those that Pam called family. And I really feel like we were embraced uh, in the larger sense as family together and lovers of Pam and lovers of one another. So I thank you so much. It was just a wonderful weekend. And I uh, will peaky promise that I'm going to do whatever I can to keep us on some some kind of regular connection or schedule. It was just too good and felt too good um, to to not get to hang with y'all, all of the y'alls, all of the first in line y'alls that might be listening. I love you. And thanks for a beautiful weekend. And we miss you, Pam. Ha, ha, ha.